If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. again and welcome once again to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. It's an absolute delight to be back with you. Here we are in the midst of summer. Uh, it's hot, it's humid. Ontario is entering a period of drought apparently and uh, yeah that's exactly right. The grass is getting dry, brown um, but everybody's out there enjoying the water and enjoying an amazing um, beginning of the summer. So talking about the beginning of the summer, we kicked off with um, with our season last week and and it's all kicking off into really high gear now. We've got a massive last minute market and very little inventory to offer. But that which we have is is being snapped up and it's it's very, very clear that certainly here in Ontario, our uh, cottage rental market is as popular as it ever has been and um, becoming more so. Now, I know from talking to um, some of our uh, fellow rental agencies, they are all, we're all experiencing exactly the same uh, increase in business this year, probably due to the fact of many Canadians staying home, not, not going across the border as much as they did, um, and we're, we're seeing a lot more Americans crossing the border and coming to us because the, there's great value in, in vacationing in, in Canada. So those, those things combined are producing a bumper year for us. And, you know, there's, the, the, when we have that, we have every Saturday, we're going to have 150 to 200 families going into properties and and issues will arise. So, yeah, we're all gearing up for that. Um, over the course of the past couple of months, we've taken on around about 30 new properties. It's been amazingly busy, a lot of new entrants into the cottage rental market. So I've been talking to new owners over and over again, and I have the same sort of spiel about how the industry has changed in the past 10 years. And, and asking particularly people who've owned their own cottages for many, many years, sometimes for decades, and the, their kids have now left home. They don't want to come to the cottage much anymore, so the owners have decided that they will now start to rent it out. And, in, and, and they have often some very uh, traditional ideas about what the cottage rental market is, and to a great degree, um, those, that, that perspective does not align with the current expectations of, of the new guest demographic. You know, the people that are, are wanting to rent now, they're, they're looking for different things from, from what their, their parents looked for um, 10, 15 years ago. You know, the, these are young families with kids, they have been to resorts. They've been to uh, all-inclusives. They're now wanting to take their kids um, on a cottage experience and they're bringing with them the expectations they've got 
from from their other experiences and it's very very different they want they want spotless cleanliness they want all the bells and whistles they want wi-fi satellite tv laundry dishwasher uh really nice linens on the beds they certainly don't want to be cleaning at their end at the end of their vacation anymore and and that is that 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 goes against some of the uh traditions that people expected of um of cottage rental many years ago so i'm also seeing some uh, well some a lot of investors in um cottage real estate it's i wouldn't definitely would not say it's a bargain but for those who are uh, invested in the concept of rental and the concept of of rental income these people are understanding that you have to put a lot into it in order to get that return and what goes into it is in terms of the features and the amenities and the quality of those those amenities it's just very interesting that i'm talking to to different sets of people these these older cottage owners who who are having to shift their thinking and the new investors who are who have already done a ton of research on what today's rental demographics wants. I have to say, I far prefer to talk to the new investor owners. Uh, it, it makes my life a lot easier. So over the course of, of the year, I've, I've met some new owners in Ontario. One in particular, Gary Miller, uh, at the Vacation Rental Success Summit. And, and Gary and I have, um, have had a lot of conversations about buying a property and how to set it up for rental. So it was very natural when I was, wanted to do a, an episode on starting out and setting up that I want, would want to talk to Gary. And then over the course of the last year, I've also been in discussion with Jan Carlin, who is a realtor from Kingston, Ontario. Who's, who bought a cottage back in the, uh, in the winter uh, with, with this purpose of setting it up for rental as well as using it for his family. So I wanted to get the two of them to get Gary and Jan together on one episode so I could ask them or both the same questions and just see what they're, you know, if, if they had different takes on them or if they're all very similar and, and just to get their perspective on what it's like to be a new owner in today's cottage rental industry in Ontario. So I am delighted to have with me today two owners who are very, very new to the rental market. And I, I am not going to use the word newbies, although I just have used the word newbies, but you cannot be a newbie when you have already got, when, when you've spent all that time getting your property set up and ready for rental, by, because by that time, you're pretty advanced at it. So let me welcome Gary Miller, who hails from Barrie, Ontario, and Jan Carlin, who is from Kingston, Ontario. And as you can see, I'm keeping it provincial this time, keeping it in my neck of the woods. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. Jan, how are you today? I'm wonderful, Heather. Thank you very much for asking. And how are you? Ex excellent. Thank you. So I gather you've been a pretty busy the past couple of days. Yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm a realtor here in Kingston. So um, I happen to have a, um, a military client down. So we're officially on a house hunting trip, which is usually a fairly intense experience. It's a lot of fun. 
um, but it, it certainly it takes a little bit of time. So uh, it's a good market right now for us here. So we're in a busy busy time of year, but um, never too busy for this. So that's great. <laughs> Well, you live in a beautiful part of the world, and so do you, Gary, because when I came across to, to in fact, the very first time I came out to Ontario, uh, I was visiting my, my brother up in Midland, and we stayed in, uh, in a motel. I always remember this, a hotel, motel in Barrie back in the 1980s. It was quite small then, a bit bigger now. It sure has. Yeah, yeah it, it has grown. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you both for joining me today. Gary, you've just bought your first vacation rental property, as Jan has. But uh, Gary, let's start with you. Well, tell me how it came about. Why did you decide that buying a cottage was a good investment? Well, you know, Heather, I, I, I stumbled with the idea for a long time. I thought about finding a rental property, but um, the, the idea of a long-term rental, just it, it seemed boring to me, to be honest. And, and it was... Um, you know, not something that really kind of hit home with me, but I, like I said, I grew up, um, going to Lake Masna, um, or Bonneco Rock area, and I absolutely loved it. And, um, one day I just, I was talking with my wife and I said, you know, like she was always telling me we should, we should get into some rental property. And I, I was always, no, we're not going to do that. That's, that's crazy talk. But, uh, she wore me down and uh, I said, well, let's look into it. So I started doing some research and I stumbled upon your podcast and uh, the rest is history. Now it's, uh, it's all I can think about. Jan, Gary just said he, he grew up on um, Lake or cottaging on Lake Mazanor. That's where you've got your property. So how, how did it come about? And I mean, you're a realtor, so you can, you can definitely talk about the investment side of it. Why you thought it was good for you. Sure. Happy to do so. Um, it's funny, actually, because Gary and I are, are a little bit reversed almost in that um, I grew up cottaging in the area where, where Gary has now invested and, and vice versa, of course. Um, what else is rather opposite is that I was always pushing my wife into, you know, to go towards, to gear towards investment properties even before I became a realtor. So, and yet, you know, it took some convincing with, uh, with Jennifer, but with uh, great perseverance and, and maybe a little bit of charm towards her, I was able to finagle my way towards uh, investing in some properties. This is my fir first vacation rental property. And um, for me, I look at everything in real estate from a personal perspective in any, in any event as, as an investment opportunity. Um, so we do have a number of rentals, as mentioned. But uh, for me to make a vacation rental work, it, um, you know, it, it had to satisfy some key components, and one of them being you know, a decent return on the investment. But at the same time, there's a very personal component as well, because having grown up cottaging in the Georgian Bay Area, I really wanted to provide those experiences to my, my kids as well. I've got three little, little boys, and uh, the oldest being 11, um, and 9 and 7. And um, so I wanted to give them or provide to them the same experiences that I had growing up, because they're just wonderful memories. And uh, it's difficult to do that to some extent when you work a lot of weekends, which I do. So this is something I came, this is an idea I essentially came across just by researching last summer, probably almost a year ago exactly. And I came across you and I came across your website and one thing led to another. And it was an industry I didn't know that much about. But since then I've, you know, sort of jumped in with both feet and uh, have tried to learn as much as I can. And I made my first plunge late last fall. 
in purchasing an investment property uh, on Lower Masnow Lake. So that's uh, that's where I guess we're at now, and we're just starting to rent. Well, I, well, I have I have to sort of edge on this one because I've I've been and visited um, your property, Jan, um, because of course you've that's registered it with with my management company. I thought I'd, I'll be transparent yeah. about that. <laughs> And, and my gosh, goodness, it is gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. So much so that I was, you know, we, we were able to rent. I, I mean, I can't believe how how quickly the rental has <laughs> gone on that. We've just taken another two-week booking on it today, by the way. You'll be hearing about that shortly. So we actually had a week rented in it before um, it was it was even listed. I, I know you were looking at that area in, in particular. Um, was there anything about that property that drove you to buy it, and, and I know you're looking at it from two perspectives, one as an investment property and the other uh, as a family property because you're going to be using it for your family as well. Was there something about that particular property that, that drove you to say, yeah, this is the one? Yeah, I would, I would say so, Heather. I, I mean, we looked obviously at a number of properties in the area. There are a number of wonderful lakes up in, in the land of the lakes, um, I, and I know you're quite familiar with the area as well, and um, certainly Mazinaw being being one of them. I had a number of lakes in mind, uh, predominantly because they they um, they presented certain fundamentals that I was looking for for an investment. You know, if it was just personal use, it, it could have been probably a little bit more flexible on on the requirements that I had. But because I did want to rent it as well, it had to meet certain criteria. One of, of course, being location. We spend a lot of time up there. In any event, my in-laws have a camp up in the area on the 506, so we're, we're already up there. So I didn't want to get too far away from them. Um, but at the same time, I, I love the fact that uh, Massanaw has a marina on it. So Smarts Marina is a long-established, well-known marina on the lake, which is wonderful because um, it you can also rent rent boats there. If somebody's bringing a boat there, there's a number of um, public launches on the lake, including the launch at Smarts Marina. Um, of course, um, Bon Echo Provincial Park is located on Massanaw Lake as well, which is just wonderful. It's a well-known park. It has uh, wonderful beaches. You can also rent kayaks, etc. go camping. There are a number of interior lakes and, and hiking trails and so on that are, that are just amazing. Uh, Massanaw Rock itself is, is well-known um, for some of the... Um, uh, features that presents. There, there's actually a lot of uh, rock climbing that takes place in the area, cliff jumping that takes place in the area, um, um, camping as mentioned. Um, there's uh, There are ancient native pictographs on the rock. I forget the exact number, but there's quite a few. And interestingly enough, what a lot of people don't know, it's actually also the um, site of an old growth forest along those rocks. So some of the cedars that are located on Masnaw Rock are just ancient, ancient cedars. Um, which, you know, it draws a really wide range of people that have interests that are being met there in that particular area. So, you know, th those were certainly some of the considerations. In terms of the property itself, I want it to be close to the water. I want it to have some nice water views. I want it to be, um, you know, child or kid child friendly. Um, and, you know, there are subjective components as well. Sometimes, and this, is hold this holds true for any property, that you look at, you know, you can you just get a feel about a property, whether it, it fits, whether it doesn't fit, how you feel about it. And as soon as I walked into onto that property and into into the uh, little cottage itself, I saw a lot of potential, and it just felt right. Um, and I I thought that other people would get the same sense of comfort that uh, that I was getting. 
So those, I think, were some of the main main things that appealed to me. Yeah, and it uh, it really is, as I say, it is a truly gorgeous property. I'll be putting links to both your properties on uh, on the show notes so people can take a look at both of them. So, Gary, when we talked, um, oh, quite a while back, earlier this year, and and you were looking at something very, very different to to what you have eventually bought. So, can you just um, um, tell us about that? Absolutely. So when I when Natasha and I first started thinking about vacation rentals, um, and after we went to uh, VRSS, we thought, you know what, let's buy in Florida because you know it's a full, it's a longer season. Everybody goes to Florida. It's a market that's already established, and that uh, you know less likely, I would think, that uh, legislature is going to come in to prevent it. Um, however, with the American dollar being as strong as what it was, and all the hidden fees. It just economically, it didn't seem to make sense. Um, plus, we wanted to, we, we wanted something that we could do, like be more hands-on to the business. Um, and our our cottage is only an hour and five minutes from our house, um, which we can we can get up there and help with the changeovers and stuff like that. Um, so it, we met Dean when we were there, and and yourself, and and just the people that that I talked to that were so helpful in, in how to make this a successful business that it took the fear away from buying here in Ontario. And now I'm really glad I did. So both of you have properties that, that are really seasonal. You know, you know, you're going to have this really, really strong July, August. Um, you know, I know from the business I'm in that, that the demand far, far exceeds the supply for July and August. What about the, the low season months? How are you going to handle that? And I know both of you are using rental agencies to, to, to manage your, um, your rentals. And we'll come into the reasons for that in a moment. But I'm wondering whether in, you know, what, what, what you have done in your setup, whether you've thought about the low and the shoulder season and what you could do to beat the competition um, during that time, because we know that Labor Day it flip flops over f- from the high um, high demand of July and August into a period where we have massive supply and much lower demand. So, whoever wants to kick in on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, so, for myself, uh, that was one of the prerequisites when we were buying a property: is it had to have a four season road um, that we could use the property all year round. Um, because in a, a lot of the properties in that, that area, they once once Labor Day comes away, the gates to Toronto shut down, like you said before, and and they stop coming. But um, so I I don't really want to rely on anybody um, or any one company. I mean, I'll use things like Airbnb and uh, VRBO, but um, I, I'm pretty good and pretty handy up with my own websites, and I, I have set up many websites in the past with SEO. So I plan on heavily marketing it that way for, for the snowshoeing for the skiing, cross-country skiing. Um, and there's a lot of different things around the area, like attractions. So not only do I market my property, but I want to market the attractions around my property and and the things and all the wonderful things that there is to do in the Muskokas in the wintertime um, that can can help exponentially grow my business and, and keep it going all year round. Yeah, what about uh, about you, Jan? Um, you know, it's something that we haven't really discussed yet about um, you know how how we how we push this in the low and shoulder seasons. What what ideas do you have? 
Yeah, certainly that was one of the considerations as well, Heather. Uh, one of the components that I wanted to have satisfied as, as well, same as Gary, is that I was looking for a four-season four um, cottage, essentially. So the cottage is that it can operate in the winter time. The previous owner actually spent uh, a lot of their winters up there um, several weeks at a time. Um, the uh, water line is heated, etc. Um, there's heat throughout the cottage, but there's also a wood stove, which is a really nice feature as well. So those are some of the components that I was looking for. And I think the wood stoves uh, adds a nice level of comfort as well, a nice feature for the off-season. I'm not entirely certain I, I am looking to rent the cottage um, throughout the winter. I think we may, especially initially, shut it down late fall and you know open up again early spring and you and i can chat a little bit more about that and i'll you know certainly uh listen to your expertise on in that sense um however you know in the in, in the in the off seasons in terms of the spring and the fall again um you know i would draw on the area and all of the other activities and amenities that the area features the hiking trails and there's a lot of four-wheeling that goes on in the area as well so people will go up there for weeks at a time and the trails are just endless um so there's a completely different group of potential um guests that we could probably draw from during the off season that isn't necessarily uh, your traditional um you know family that might be looking for a summer cottage um so there i think there's some potential there to um to do fairly well during the off season, um, but we'll we'll have to play that by ear. It wasn't a um, overarching determinant for me. I was, you know, in doing the numbers, I was pleased with capitalizing during the main months, and uh, and I looked at, at the off season as a bonus. I, th I think you've both touched on something that I've I've talked. We we talked about a fair bit. Um, last month on on the podcast and uh, on vrf in fact and that was about personas because you've you've picked out um separate personas the you know the family groups that come in the summer and then as it turns out turns into a, a different demographic a different type of person who looks for um the vacation a, a different vacation style in mm -hmm. the low season and 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 indeed in in the winter as you've mentioned gary you know, the, the people that are coming out snowshoeing and um, cross-country skiing aren't necessarily the same people that have got a bunch of kids that want to go and jump in the water uh, in the summer. So, yeah, it's really great to be, you know, to be looked to, to, to recognize that, that there are these different personas. Um, I just want to backtrack a little bit because when I talked to, to Gary uh, earlier on, and, and he said something that really made me smile, and I thought, I, I really want to use this as as either the title of this podcast or build it in somewhere and he said well you tell me what it what was it you said about the four words that oh, you never yeah. want to hear again the four words that i hate they i loathe <laughs> with these words is we we need another cart um <laughs> my wife and i have been shopping and shopping and shopping and it just seems to never stop. It, it, there are so many expenses uh, for starting up uh, because not just not only do you need one of everything, but you need spares and backups. You need three of, of everything. Um, it was funny the other day I was driving home or driving back to um, a store with 20 pillows in my little Honda Fit. <laughs> and I thought if I was ever going to get into an accident, now would be the time to do it. 
um, just covered in pillows. So it was, it was actually a picture. I took a picture of it for my Facebook page for sure for a, a massive pillow fight. But yeah, it, the four words I hate is we need another cart because it just, um, when starting this up, when starting this business up, I mean, we had, my wife and I, we had a plan and a budget and we try to work very hard in, within that budget. But there's always unexpected things that you need to buy. And and you don't, like like I've, I've talked to everybody in the group so far, is you don't want to buy cheap. Um, you, you want to give the best experience for for your guests, and the quality has to be there. Um, if you can find a quality item on sale, that's great. But you certainly don't want to be buying dollar store garbage. You want a really great experience for your guests, and every little detail matters. Yeah, I actually learned this, uh, and I, I think I've said it a couple of times, that uh, when – when I first started, I did. I came. I remember coming across from England the first time, and we bought our property. And I went to Walmart for the very. And it was the first time I'd ever been in a Walmart, or it might have been Zellers. And I couldn't believe how cheap everything was. And I just loaded up on cheap. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, very very quickly learned that that probably wasn't the best way to go. So, so what are your what's your take on that uh, that yarn? Have you been in the um, in the in the heavy buying stage as well? Yes, thankfully the heavy buying stage has been successfully completed, um, which you're probably happy to hear as well, Heather, because we have our first guest coming in uh, this upcoming week. So, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that's done. I can certainly um, echo Gary's sentiments um, to a T. I think I'm. I don't want to see any more carts. I don't want to be packing up my vehicle um, anymore because I was doing that on a consistent basis and heading up north and unloading things. I was exceptionally pleased that uh, the moving trucks were able to make it to the cottage because, as you know, we're literally at the end of the road of Snyder Bay Lane, so it doesn't go anywhere else. We're, we're the cottage at the end. You can't get past us. Yeah, and, uh, and I have to break in there because I mentioned yeah. this to you when I came in the first time, and it's narrow. You know, I had my heart pounding all the way, thinking, what do I do if something comes towards me? Um, so, yeah, just, just the thought of, of moving trucks and whatever yeah. going down that lane. However, sorry, I, dig- I, I, I digress so, so you've been in the same situation with the, uh, with the, you know, let, let's not get another cart. <laughs> Absolutely. Same as Gary. And, you know, there are always cost overruns and you always think, and, you know, and I share Gary's sentiments as well, you know, you want quality product because it, to a great extent, it's about first impressions, right? Um, we want people to enjoy their stay and we want people to come back. It, it would be lovely to have repeat guests that come year after year because they know they can they can count on you to have a wonderful vacation. Um, we have to be cognizant of the fact that people have booked a vacation and this may very well be their summer vacation. So to go somewhere and spend good money and then be surrounded by things that are going to break down and are quite evidently of a lower quality would be quite disappointing, I imagine. I certainly wouldn't want that experience and we wouldn't want our guests to have that experience either. So inevitably, you know, there are probably some cost overruns that all of us um, can appreciate that, you know, we face when furnishing a cottage, especially for the first time. But I think in the long term, you know, you realize the benefit of investing money in quality products simply because you'll have to replace them a lot less frequently. Um, so that's, I think, you know, we move forward with that mentality when we furnished uh, Whispering Pines. And I think it, I think it's worked out well so far. You know, time will tell, and I'm sure you'll let me know as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Gary, what uh, when, when you think about everything you've bought, what well, what are you most proud of? What it, what what have you bought that you think my guests are really going to love this the best? Well, I know what I really love the best is the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> after, after a long day of of hauling stuff back and forth from the stores and being on a first name basis with the delivery guy. I uh, I love to kick back and look at the stars. I, I, like yesterday night, I sat in the hot tub and I just stared off at the stars and and uh, watched the, the the nature around me. It was just it was magical. It was my Northern Lights moment, Heather. You know what that is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I bought a couple kayaks. So my brother and I went down to our little lake the other day and we had breakfast with a couple of otters. And enjoyed our coffee and just watched these four little otters um, swimming around in the lake. And it was just really cool. And, and being able to do that um, was was just, I don't know, that, by, by, by far I think the hot tub and the kayaks are, are my favorite purchase so far. So, so was the hot tub already at the property or, or was that a separate purchase? Uh, no, it, it was already at the property. Um, so the property is only four years old, but they just installed it a year ago. Mm-hmm. So he, he didn't even really have it all hooked up. So I, uh, I was I was one of the first people in it. So it was it was really nice. Jan, what about you? What's what 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 do you think your guests are going to love the most? Um, Jesus, I can't wait to find out, Heather. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very curious as to what the feedback will be. I think you know I'm very pleased with uh, how the interior turned out. I, I, um, you know, we spent a lot of thought and effort in in getting things right and having the nice uh, sort of the right mix of a traditional cottage feel with contemporary elements. Um, so I hope the space will be quite enjoyable and cozy for people. I, that's certainly one of my favorite elements. But at the same time, I, I love the exterior of the cottage. It's, you know, it's sort of, it's a little, it's, I, it just screams cottage to me when I think back to my childhood memories. And I love the waterfront. Uh, we added a, a second uh, dock onto the first main dock where, you know, I think it'll be lovely for people to sit and um, I still refer to them as Muskoka chairs. Around here, a lot of people don't, but coming from Waterloo, I'll still call them Muskoka chairs. Um, and uh, we also have some kayaks, so you know they they're available for people to enjoy. And um, we put we don't have a hot tub, and that's something that you know maybe down the road it we'll we'll consider that. But I did uh, add in an outdoor shower um, on a side deck, which. Is I think it's going to be great. My uh, my in-laws have one at their camp, and I think you know similar to what Gary was saying. Even being out there after a long day and having fun and washing off in the shower and just watching the stars and enjoying the outdoors, there's something to be said about having you know a nice relaxing shower outdoors. So I think that's going to be a nice little feature as well. I th- I think both of these properties are going to to rent really really well. No, I haven't seen yours, Gary, but uh, I've seen I've seen pictures. It looks fabulous. I want to ask you both the same question because you have both, and this may be this this may seem surprising to um, to many listeners. You've both decided to go with a rental management agency rather than do this thing all by yourself. 
So let's start with you, Jan. What was, why did you decide to um, to go with um, a, a rental management agency rather than doing it by yourself? Well, that's an easy one for me, Heather. You know, at, at the end of the day, you look at um, what you're good at and also what you have time for. And for me, I, you know, the rentals we have here in Kingston, I manage those myself. Um, they're certainly very different beast from, from a vacation rental property, but I'm here in Kingston, so that's easy enough for me to do. Um, I thought, you know, that both our guests and myself would be better served by going with uh, an expert in the field, such as, as your company. And then I can focus on the things that I'm able to do up there. Uh, and at the end of the day, it really boils down to how much time you have available to you as well. If I'm managing the cottage, I'll be able to enjoy it less because I'll be spending more time simply just trying to manage it. Um, and that really wasn't the goal of the exercise as well. So certainly, I think it's probably particular to to each person, of course, based on their own um, goals for the property. But because especially ours was the dual goal of personal uh, enjoyment as well as uh, generating a return, um, you know, my sense was that it would be best to go with uh, a rental uh, management agency. Um, Gary, what about you? Uh, for me, um, like like uh, you said earlier, I, I can't do everything. Um, it I know what it what it takes to maintain a website and the marketing and 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 that aspect of this business. And um, you know, it's a lot of work. Um, I wanted uh, it, this being my first vacation rental property. I wanted uh, I wanted some help in that field, and I wanted to make sure that I had some experts on my team to just to make it seamless. Um, the last thing I want uh, is my guests to be uh, out of contact or, or not being able to get in touch with me. So it just was a, it was an insurance, and also I really like the brand, the, the Serenity Vacations brand. So meeting Dean, um, I absolutely we we worked and we talked and we just hit it off at the, at the VRSS. So. Um, yeah, that, I think that's why. It's, it's an interesting contrast. Jan, Jan's gone with, with a large agency that has been established in Ontario for, for the last 14 years. And, and you, you've gone with Serenity Vacation Rentals, um, and they are just starting out. I think that's great because I remember way, way back in 2003 when, when we were kicking off and we knew we had a great brand. We had a lot of competition. It was tough, re- really, to get in on that. And I know Dean is. D- Dean has started out with really high standards and high quality in mind. So I, I know he's going to do a darn good job for you. Yes, absolutely. I've been to his cottages uh, now. He had us over for dinner, and absolutely stunning. Like just very professional. Very. I, I would love to stay there. So um, if he does that for his own properties, then I trust him with mine. He's. He's a very, very hard worker, and and he's been him and his and his wife Jackie have been so helpful to us. So, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, you two are actually you're both a dream for a rental management agency, actually, because <laughs> you, you're both um, switched on. You want to understand the industry. You have hospitality uh, in mind. You understand that that th- this is not a case of just putting your property on the rental market and just um, accepting the money without bothering about standards, which sadly in, in, in the Ontario market, there's, there's still a little of that about. I have, um, I have great thoughts about both these properties. They're both going to do really well. And um, I was certainly look, looking forward to, to 
getting the first guests into yours, Jan, as I'm sure Dean is looking forward to getting your first guests into um, your property in Paris Sound. What, what, what have you called it, uh, Gary? Uh, Muskoka, Muskoka Pines. Oh, Muskoka Pines and Whispering Pines. Yeah, there we go. It's like we share the same brain. I think we should uh, we should get up. That's We're right. Up. Yeah, I, I should definitely come visit you up at yours, and you should definitely come uh, visit us down here as well, Gary. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll have to do a switch off. <laughs> I share the same barber too. So we uh, we just just recently uh, while I was while I was up there, uh, I ran into a friend that I I went, used to go to uh, Lake Masna with. So I told him about your cottage. So you might get a rental from me too. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's awesome. I'll keep that in mind. I'll be sure to um, to pass your information along to people as well. That's great. Yeah, great. So, so uh, this this is this is great to have 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 you both here and and hearing about your startup experiences. So, is there anything that you've had in over the past few months in in the startup that that you'd like to share that you perhaps wouldn't do again, a mistake you've made or you know, just just something that you would do differently the second time around. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I I for myself, the idea of vacation rentals and thinking of it as passive income, I've just wiped that word from my vocabulary. It is not. This is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Um, <laughs> it's just nonstop uh, from from morning till night, and there's so much to think about, so many details, so many people to talk to. Um, it's just, it's not. It's not simple, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, for mistakes, I think, um, oh, I, I mean, I, I've made so many. Um, it's hard to just narrow down to one, but uh, but that's okay because, you know, mistakes are, are great to make as long as you learn from them. And uh, it's my goal to own five properties in the next five years. So um, I the quicker I make a mistake, the better because I can learn from it and then pass that success on to my next uh, property. Yeah, no, that's great. I I, uh, I completely agree with Gary. You know, um, you have to make some mistakes in order to um, learn how to improve on things. Um, oh, thinking back, sure, absolutely, probably the greatest one, and I agree with Gary in this in this sense as well. That I, you know, I work exceptionally hard on this property myself, and um, I think that's probably for two reasons. A, because it's a lot of fun. You know the vacation rental industry. It's it's just it's very enjoyable. I think for the owners as well, simply because you know it's not just like a standard investment property where the main concern is that it's in good shape. You have good tenants and it's bringing a good return on the investment. But you know there there you can't help but have a personal investment in the property simply because I think it's it's oftentimes an extension of uh, something that we love doing, which is, of course, um, spending time with our families on vacation, right? So I think there's a, a little bit of a greater personal component there. And I've enjoyed, even though it's been a lot of work, I've, I've loved going up there. I've loved doing a lot, you know, some of the work myself and, and being in, invested in part of the process of getting the cottage ready. Um, Mistake-wise, certainly one of the issues I didn't quite consider as much as I should have is just that everything takes a little bit longer in cottage country. So it's, it takes a little longer to get people to do things and to get trades out there and materials, etc. So you're dealing with some logistical elements that um, you, and challenges that you probably don't have to deal quite as much with when, you know, when you're in a bigger city. So 
you know, I think that's probably it for me. You make a good point there. I was I was talking to another new owner today. She has her first rental going in this weekend. And and she has just encountered this very same thing, you know, trying to get Wi-Fi installed mm. and and having a, a very small local provider that's let her down on several occasions now. To to the point now she has her first guest going in tomorrow and the Wi-Fi is now the, the Wi-Fi that should have been installed three weeks ago is now not coming until next Wednesday. And and she was desperately upset that she's not able to provide this feature that was promised. So so there was a valuable lesson learned for her on that one, just about getting all your ducks in a row a long time in advance. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that's certainly something that I've found. You know, I've, I've lived and worked in cottage country for 15 years now. And... You know, I, I, ha- I have an electrician and a plumber um, chained to my basement floor because uh, <laughs> that's the only way to actually know that they're going to be there when they say they are. Yes, it's, it's definitely hard. You know, if they're, if they're there on Monday, they might not be there Tuesday. And, and they're on vacation hours, you know. They, uh, <laughs> they're not as, as uh, punctual, I would say, as the Toronto people. Yeah, and, uh, and don't ever look to get a plumber or electrician or anybody to come and look at anything in the first two weeks in November in hunting season. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget about That's it. That's their vacation season, yeah. I mean, we, we even got to the point of actually when one of our properties, we just don't rent them out for the first two weeks of November because if anything goes wrong, there is not a hope in hell of getting anybody out there to look at it. It's true. Um, so we, we've talked a bit uh, across um, the conversation about learning, about um, you know learning different aspects of the industry because it you know pretty steep learning curve as as I'm sure both of you have found. I certainly did when I started. How did you go about sourcing the information that you needed to to get this off the ground, Gary? Well, I just went to Cottage Blogger, one-stop shop. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I, I used a lot of different resources, um, you know, and I did a lot of research. Um, like, I, I, when I was driving back and forth to work, uh, that time I was listening to all your podcasts um, and getting caught back up for all 150 of them, I think. Um, and then, you know, doing research in the area, not only is it, like my property, but the, the what's around, what's, what's around year round, what's closed in the summer. Um, all those, all those things. I mean, um, Dean was very helpful and all the people that I made, all the friends and connections that I made at VRSS was, has been so helpful for me for getting all this information. And then once you have all the information, uh, I'm going to say it again, it's like drinking from a fire hose. There's just so much information that you have to weed through and try to figure out What's important? What's relevant? What's not relevant? How? What can I do with this? How do I use this information? Um, and and you don't know what you don't know when you first start out. There was, you know, I, I went down a lot of dead end roads and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, but each time I tried to learn from them, and uh, I, I'm very blessed. I have my my wife helping me. Um, I have a great team of, of people and friends that are, are that want this to be successful. So they're all helping me. So it's it's not just my business. It's not just me. It's I have so many people to kind of calm me down when I'm a little bit uh, 
over overstimulated or worried about what's going on and and things sort of uh, get in over my head. But um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, the information is 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 key. You have to do the research. You have to. It's it's not a quick. Uh, let's just go buy a cottage kind of idea and rent it out, like so many people in the past have done. Um, it, there is a lot to consider. We were at the Cottage Life show back in uh, the end of uh, end of March. We were advertising. We had a big um, uh, banner up there for the Vacation Rental Success Summit, and a lady went past me and she said, "What's that about?" And so I was explaining to her that uh, it was a two day event to to talk about. Uh, you know how to how to rent out your property and how to do it successfully and she said are you telling me it takes 2 days to learn how to rent out a property and and then she went on her way and i thought yeah don't come back to me please <laughs> oh so so yes there are that there are still those who do think that um that renting out is just a matter of of hanging the shingle and saying to, you know cottage to rent and off we go so, Jan, where did your learning come from? You know, I know you're you're an avid podcast listener as well, but did you did you have other resources? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, when I first started, I mean, I just started really um, typing in keywords, to be honest with you, on the internet and uh, starting to research the vacation rental industry that way. I was trying to get a sense of what the numbers would be in the area for for a rental cottage. And so one thing led to another. And, um, you know, one of really, I mean, one of the first resources I found was your um, Cottage Link rental management website and Cottage Blogger. And to be honest with you, it, that led, that was my springboard. There was so much information on those sites, Heather, and there's so much information and uh, um, that, that you provide as, as well as, you know, your experience level that I've been able to just utilize most of that as a, you know, as a, as a starting point. And I've, and I've gone out from there. I use some of the major listing sites as well, just to do a little bit of research initially on, um, you know, so the, the rent we could expect to generate. Um, and you and I had emailed a little bit uh, last year as well. And you gave me a little bit of a ballpark as well, which was great. And, you know, then we had sort of geared up, um, to uh, to the point of you coming by at some point when we were a little bit closer uh, to take a look at the cottage itself. Um, beyond that, I you know I have I have a little bit of background in the field, so that certainly did help. Um, but I have been an avid podcast listener, and that's I think where I've gleaned most of the information about this industry from. Uh, and and uh, I I just love it. I love listening to the podcast, and I would listen to them as you know as a head up north to the cottage. Uh, I think the one time I had sent you an email as I was mowing the lawn too. So, you know, we have three acres here. So it takes a while to mow that lawn. So I can at least get in a podcast and a half usually. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's sort of the way that I've been gathering the information. And, and um, I don't know, I think similar to Gary, I feel very invested in it. I, I love being an expert in fields or trying to become an expert in fields that interest me. So I, I like knowing what, what I'm talking about and to have, you know, family support and support of friends, etc. Is, is obviously wonderful as well. Yeah. Well, with both of you, since you, you know, you, you, have, you have started these businesses sort of from the ground up and just about to launch in to the the first season i would like to ask you both to come back again at uh, at the end of the season say in september and talk about 
your successes, um, dare I say, possible failures. Um, there, there's always things that arise in a summer. I tell you, with, with, with the 200 properties we have under management, there's going to be some weirdies coming up over this uh, uh, over this season. So hopefully you'll come join me again in September and, and we can do a, a review of your season. I'd love that. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that would be really useful to, um, to those people who are listening as well. Um, who are perhaps contemplating doing this in maybe six months' time because they're going to sort of hear your beginning startup uh, experiences and then we'll go through, talk in September about all the different experiences you've had um, over the summer because I can guarantee you there's going to be some strange ones. Tomorrow there's going to be some um, severe weather. There's probably going to be power outages somewhere across the region that's going to impact a cottage owner and a cottage guest. You know, it could be just something like that. It could be your fridge breaks down or a guest falls off, the, slips off the dock and hurts themselves. But these, th- these things will happen. So we'll, we'll come back at the end of the summer and, um, you know, we'll, we'll pick up on, on where you've been, how it's been going and um, get your experiences. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Yeah, that sounds great, Heather. We'd love to do that. So, so thank you both for so, so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. And I'll look forward to talking to you again in September. That's wonderful. Thank yeah. Thank, yeah you thank you so much. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been a real pleasure. And Gary, it's great chatting with you as well. Yeah, you as well. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Thank you. I've, I've talked to so many new owners this year, uh, as I mentioned in the, uh, in the introduction. And I'm blown away these days at the passion and the motivation that new owners have now. It, it wasn't the same 10, um, maybe even five years ago, um, but certainly 10 years ago, there was very little motivation in you know, to, towards making a property incredibly attractive and appealing to rental guests. You know, we moved away from the word renters to talking about rental guests. And and now we are we're seeing more and more owners understanding that there is a philosophy of hospitality behind entering this business. And Jan and Gary have definitely both got that in spades. So thank you both of you for joining me. And I'll look forward to seeing uh, to talking with you again in uh, in September. So that's just about it uh, for another week. Please don't forget to go to the show notes and put in a question for Jan and Gary. Uh, anything you want to ask about starting up, about researching how you find a property to um, to, to buy, how you how you set it up, kit it out buy all the stuff, whatever, whatever question you have, go and, uh, and ask it. And I'll ask Gary and, um, and Jan to come along and answer your questions. So until next week, as ever, it's been a complete pleasure being with you. And uh, I'll look forward to being with you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.